Singapore, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35. Foles, $29. And twin size, just $25. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets. And because of this, I've been able to add more colors, sizes, and even prints. And they're still at closeout prices. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my king size, only $39 a set. Queens, $35. Full, $29. And twin size, just $25. Order now. Once they're gone, they're gone for good. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com And now, Lindell TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Stone is served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times best-selling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Roger Trump. Stone. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Hello, I'm Roger Stone, and yes, you are back in the Stone Zone. Last night, I was honored to be invited to attend the premiere of Dinesh D'Souza's Police State, which was shown at President Donald Trump's palatial mansion in uh, uh, Palm Beach with $50 million. Uh, attending this was kind of the royalty of the America First Movement, of course, co-producer Dan Bongino spoke. Uh, Congressman Devin Nunes was there. Cash Patel, Joe Paggs, Terrence Williams, Laura Loomer, Dom Lucra, Mike Crispy, John Tobacco, General Michael, my friend, America's greatest mayor, Rudy Giuliani, Vernon Jones, Blow, George Papadopoulos, of course, Kimberly Guilfoyle, and that barely scratches surface. It was an extraordinary uh, launch for the film. Uh, let's take a quick look at this trailer because this is a movie you want to see. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations 
of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. 6 a.m. I hear boom, boom, boom. And hear about six to eight military style soldiers with the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI, we have an arrest warrant! Shock you out of sleep, drag you out of your house half clothes, refuse to give you a warrant, ransack your house. Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech. I had no reason to be attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the Bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremism. Really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at and then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so that they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech! Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Police State. Exclusively in theaters, October 23rd and 25th. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net. Uh, there you have it. As you might imagine, this was a deeply emotional moment for my wife and I who attended because of the raid on our home at six o'clock in the morning in which uh, 29 fully SWAT clad FBI agents brandishing fully automatic assault weapons surrounded our home to arrest me for the completely fabricated crime of lying under oath to Congress uh, about Russian collusion, which never actually existed. On November 3rd of 2020, almost a full year after my pardon, uh, the U.S. courts, the Justice Department, released, released the final uh, actions of Robert Mueller's report, in which he admitted he found no evidence of Russian collusion, WikiLeaks collaboration, or any other crime on my part. And how 
wrenching this experience was for us. Please uh, go to Police State Film uh, Net. Uh, you need to see this powerful film. Uh, and now to talk about uh, my favorite city, New York City, and what is happening. Uh, comedian uh, and commentator Pat Dixon has been covering crime in New York City since 2011 on his podcast. He is both a stand-up comedian, he's performed in venues all across the United States, and he has a show, New York City Crime Report, which can be seen every week at Sense.tv. Pat Dixon joins us now. Hello, Mr. Stone. Pat, welcome. So what's happening? So what's happening in New York City? Once my favorite city, for many years, I had an apartment at 1st, 3rd, and 3rd. Uh, then I had an apartment at 25 Central Park South. I was a little better in those days. Uh, then uh, over at uh, 71st uh, and, uh, and uh, 2nd Avenue, probably 1st Avenue. Uh, and now um, I fear even going there because New York City has become a dirty a dangerous, uh, uh, smelly place. What's that in New York City? Well, it certainly is becoming those things. That sounds like some, uh, that's quite a real estate resume you've got there. I, uh, I'm envious. I uh, lived in Chelsea and I lived in Queens and all over the city you see the same thing. It's getting smellier. It's getting uh, more violent more than anything. Uh, it's been happening really since our last real mayor, Bloomberg, was no longer in office and de Blasio took over. We've seen the slow process of legalizing and uh, decriminalizing things like urinating in the streets. That makes a city smellier. And you know what that leads to. Next thing you know, there's defecation in the streets. And it's not only that kind of stuff. These small crimes, of course, are the kind of crimes when you caught them, you caught them for other things. Say somebody jumps a turnstile, they have a gun. You don't find that unless you stop and frisk. Basically, since the bail reform of 2020, the city has really started to fall apart. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm a longtime advocate for the legalization of cannabis, uh, mostly for medicinal purposes. I think it's a lot safer than opioids. But the last two times I went to New York City, taking my life in my hands because I'm incredibly recognizable, I guess, uh, and leftists can't mind their own business. They're extraordinarily violent. Every place I went smelled like pot or urine. You raise an, an excellent point. Uh, we have this clip of Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, it's short. Let's uh, show this. You know, I like I the question. You know, it's interesting uh, that the city council passed a law that anyone has the right to sleep on the streets. And I didn't like that law because we were trying to make sure that we don't have what we're seeing in other cities up in campus all over the place. The city council said, no, anyone has the right to sleep on the street. And now that I say that, you know, some people may be sleeping on the streets, people are like saying, oh my God, what are you doing? Well, you just passed the law. <laughs> You just passed a law that says anyone should have a right to sleep on the street and there's nothing we can do about it. Someone can sleep in front of your house right now and there's nothing we can do about it because that's a law they passed. The leadership, I mean, uh, it is, uh, you have violent pro-Palestinian mobs closing down bridges, closing down Grand Central Station. Uh, you have the mayor 
locating uh, illegal migrants in the once great Roosevelt Hotel, which was, by the way, once the headquarters of Mayor John Lindsay, uh, Governor Nelson Rockefeller, uh, Governor Tom Dewey, uh, the New York Republican Party, a, a, a protected landmark, by the way, uh, now a crime scene. Uh, this is a the chickens have kind of come home to roost here, no? I'd say they have. I think that's kind of the point, is to destroy landmarks and to uh, destroy and harm institutions like the Roosevelt Hotel and like, you know, law enforcement itself. You know, New York, New York City cops have long been celebrated, especially since 9-11. When I first moved there in 2006 to New York City, you saw people getting their photos taken with cops and they were still doing that. Now, you know, they're demonized. They have had their powers limited by the same city council that passes things like this homeless people can sleep anywhere law. You know, they're not allowed to handle a criminal or a suspect in a certain way in order to, to take control of them. And when you let something brew like that, say a hand-to-hand -hand situation between a suspect and the police, the longer it goes on, the greater the risk that somebody actually will be hurt. And so with all of these reforms, you find this element in place where it sounds nice, you know, to say, well, why should people have to pay bail on a nonviolent offense? But it begins to grow into other things. Like, for instance, there's been two situations in the last month where a neighbor has killed another neighbor. In fact, uh, they were both double murders, one because of a barking dog and the other was noise as well. And in one situation, the woman had suffered a broken arm from the same man a few months earlier coming through the door with a hammer and breaking her arm at the door it came back with such force that it broke her arm and injured two other relatives who were trying to keep this psycho out of her apartment and he went to jail for that and his bail was five thousand dollars and he was let out and she got an order of protection of course and we see what good it did her a few months later shot and killed so how D.A. Bragg, Alvin Bragg, who has come in with this agenda that it makes us more safe not to have pre-trial detention and stuff of that nature, how he thinks that makes us safer, I don't know. But that's what they're selling us, is this idea that it, we're safer when there's fewer people incarcerated and when there's no bail. It's insanity. Yeah, it really is. Well, Alvin is busy. He's too busy prosecuting Donald Trump for a business records case. Uh, it is really, and that, even if the case was brought, should have been a civil case, but he's made it a criminal case. Meanwhile, he's looking the other way uh, on a tsunami of violent crime. One of the things I, I'm not sure uh, about, Pat, is that when I look up the crime statistics, uh, as released, I believe, by the FBI, uh, they seem to be flat, uh, but they don't seem to reflect what uh, people I know in New York say they're feeling in the streets. Do you think the statistics are manipulated? Well, there's all, there's all kinds of ways to manipulate crime statistics. Uh, charging decisions can be manipulated in order to make it look a certain way. For instance, uh, you know, Somebody could be arrested for an assault, but was it assault? Was it really harassment, which is a violation? And uh, they skew these things sometimes in order to do that. But I think if you look back a little further than just the previous year, 
say, if you look back to uh, on the comp stats, uh, NYPD statistics, you know, there's an incredible increase in felony assaults. And these are the kinds of things that that really make a city violent. You know, I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of additional assaults uh, from 2023 uh you know, going back to 2010, there's there's like 14,000 more assaults now than there was in 2010. And I know that seems like we're going back a long way, but this has been a slow process. You know, we've seen the city degenerate since basically 2014, and it's never really flattened out too much, but it goes up in increments, and you can definitely see it. I know what you mean about the crime statistics. It's a little hard to... to to chart it sometimes, but it's happening all over the country, no question, and especially where we have these Soros-elected DAs who they would they don't want to prosecute anything uh, unless they're prosecuting a political opponent. Yeah, it's really quite extraordinary. Um, the influx of illegals, as you know, uh, originally uh, Mayor Adams said they were welcome, so did Governor Hochul. Now Mayor Adams, in a rare moment of candor, admits that they're going to destroy the city. Uh, then when that turns out to be politically incorrect, he tries to back off of that statement. Uh, this is not a, a problem limited to New York City. To what extent do you think that is a contributing factor? Well, it's, it's like how many licks to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. The world really may never know. I don't think that the media really highlights the fact that somebody is an unlawful uh, immigrant, an alien, whatever, and it, it remains a mystery. You know, the whole sanctuary city concept was just ringing the dinner bell for, you know, for people to come from all over the world across the southern border and pour into these cities. It's a very unnatural thing to increase the population in this way, and the documentation is obviously a problem. So, I mean, frankly, it's it's really tough to know, but. You know, in reading the crime news every day, you see that, yeah, there's a number of crimes that certainly seem as if they may be, uh, you know, it's not knowing, but it's it, it certainly looks that way. Uh, I really felt for a long time uh, that Bill de Blasio, who is not Italian, uh, was the worst uh, mayor in New York City history. Uh, but it appears to me that he has been surpassed by uh, Eric Adams, uh, the swagger man with no plan. Uh, his arrogance is extraordinary, but I think we're seeing the disintegration uh, of the city under his leadership or lack thereof. And if you saw it, but the FBI raided uh, his uh, one of his top fundraisers today. Uh, he continues to consort uh, with uh, known convicted felons himself. Uh, later on the program, former New York City police officer Salvatore Greco, who was terminated simply because he's a friend of mine uh, and a supporter of President Donald Trump. is going to bring us up to date on his lawsuit uh, against the city. Uh, but um, how do you think Eric Adams is doing? Well, of course he has no plan. And I agree with you that, that de Blasio has at least seemed to be the worst mayor in the, the history of New York. Warner Wilhelm, of course, his uh, name before he changed it to the Italian-sounding de Blasio, who pandered so hard his son with the afro got him elected into office to begin with uh, yeah. big phony and uh, an apparent communist really took the city down and 
and then and we got nothing in exchange for all that stuff. Plus, he seems to have been doing some pretty lawful things. So de Blasio was terrible. Now Eric Adams came in and we thought, oh, he's an ex-cop and he'll have some kind of a, a you know, a pro law enforcement kind of a kind of a bent. But his idea on, on day one was to tell people to call 911 and to demonstrate how that's done. Uh, as if that was the problem, people weren't calling 911 enough. Uh, you know, he's extraordinarily arrogant. You know, he blames uh, the the perception of crime to him is the problem. The media's coverage is too intense on violent crime. If anything, it's it's not intense enough. People uh, should know about these things. They should know that a pregnant woman gets kicked in the stomach. You know, as today, or um, you know, pushed onto the tracks or punched in the head. And these things happen each and every day all over New York. And they're coming in more and more to sections of town where they maybe traditionally weren't before. The big problem now with New York City crime on a long view, and not to get off Adams, is that crime now doesn't make any sense. There was a time when people would rob people, maybe because they needed drugs or because they... You know, they would break in and steal TVs and stuff like that. And now they just walk up to people and punch them. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and we will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. This is Roger Stone. 
You know, Winston Churchill loved a good cigar. So did Jack Kennedy, Mark Twain, and other notables. Whether you're an occasional cigar smoker or a regular cigar smoker, you need to know about My Patriot Cigars. These are premium handmade cigars out of Nicaragua made with 100% long filler tobacco aged at least three years to give you the best possible smoke. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE and you get 15% off. There's also free shipping for orders over $100. Every box of cigars comes with a $10 e-gift card for your next purchase. Yes, it's a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and don't forget to use the promo code STONE. Now, if you have it, please stop by my Patriot Cigars and when you use a promo code STONE. Now we have a new offer. It's actually 25% off. All right, uh, returning with uh, comedian uh, Pat Dixon. This part really interests uh, me, Pat. I think it was Milton Berle, one of the greatest comedians of all time, who said, drama is easy. It's comedy that's hard. Tell us about your stand-up career. Uh, stand-up is probably harder than drama. It's easier to bemoan uh, problems than it is to laugh at, at things. And it, especially now, I think comedy is such an important thing. Now, I'm not being particularly funny here today, and uh, I, I, for some reason, uh, I, I have a, a hard time, uh, you know, trying to make jokes with with uh, a, a guy like you. You know, you've been through uh, a lot, and but then again, you know, you're going down to to visit uh, the greatest president we've ever had, Donald Trump. You know, uh, and you're a good friend of his for many years. I. Uh, I'm just so honored to be here that I didn't want to, uh, you know, rip into that kind of thing. But look, I'm divorced three times. I am uh, still undefeated and I do stand up whenever I can. COVID was hard on stand up, but uh, stand up is coming back. And, and uh, you know, humor is what it takes now more than ever. I've been doing comedy for about 23 years and I'll never stop. Yeah, no, last night I dreamt that I ate a 20 pound marshmallow when I woke up. My pillow was gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Not your my Good pillow. Uh, and it was a my pillow pillow. My wife says that's the worst joke uh, of all time. She she could actually be right about that. Uh, so uh, New York City, this really does break my heart. I mean, I, I, this was my favorite city in the entire world. Uh, the Oyster Bar underneath Grand Central Station, the 21 Club, a Cafe uh, Des Artis. Uh, the Woolman Rink, uh, Lincoln Center, Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, I can't even. I don't. I don't want even consider going back because uh, I think it is uh, too dangerous. Uh, it is really, really heartbreaking what we have seen uh, under the current uh, dual leadership of Governor Hochul uh, and uh, Mayor Eric Adams. They don't want the migrants shipped out of New York City because it changes the political calculus in the suburbs and upstate. Uh, and we certainly don't want to do that. And Joe Biden's uh, asked for funding or assistance. He tells Mayor Adams, well, we'll send you a liaison. 
uh, on. I guess so sit and tell the feds how bad things are. Really quite extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, Pat, tell people where they can see your show. Well, the best way to see it is censored.tv. And the even better best way to see it is to use the promo code PAT. That's my name, P-A-T. That'll get you a discount, and it helps me out. Censored.tv, the show's on every single week, and a new episode will be out tomorrow. Well, Gavin McGinnis, a good friend, over at Censored.tv. Folks, check it out and use a promo code PAT when you do to help Pat Dixon out. Pat, thank you so much for joining the Stone Zone. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. So, folks, uh, if you are uh, interested uh, in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, it's the single greatest mystery in history, then I strongly recommend uh, the man who killed Kennedy, the case against LBJ. Uh, in this uh, New York Times bestselling book, eyewitness evidence, fingerprint evidence, uh, and deep Texas politics reveal the conspiracy to kill uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, yes, the CIA organized crime, big Texas, uh, the Secret Service, the FBI, they were all involved, as Robert F. Kennedy himself has said, but Lyndon Baines Johnson uh, was leading the charge. Uh, please get your copy. A signed copy of uh, the main Bill Kennedy, the case against LBJ. Uh, if you're interested in the Kennedy assassination, this is the book for you. Uh, and by going to this address, you get a signed copy from me. Throw the show the cover up one more time. There it is, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ. Uh, check it out by going to themanwhokilledkennedy.com. Okay, uh, joining us now is a former New York City police officer, Salvatore Greco, a proud son of Staten Island. Let me uh, set the table for those of you who are here with Sal Greco. Uh, he has been on the show uh, times. Sal, you need to tighten your tie a little bit, though. We can't have you nice. looking sloppy. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Sal Greco uh, served uh, New York City uh, with distinction for over 14 years uh, as a New York City police officer. He had an unblemished record of service to the people of New York, uh, often assigned to the grave in some of the most dangerous sections of New York City. Uh, he was unceremoniously terminated uh, by Adams' administration uh, and by the New York City police because he is a friend of mine uh, and a supporter of President Donald Trump. Although he and I were in Washington, D.C. on January 5th and 6th, we were not at the Capitol. We had nothing whatsoever to do with either uh, the events at the Capitol or, for that matter, with attempts to delay the federal college vote. So Officer Sal Greco did nothing wrong. However, Simply because he is a friend of mine, simply because in his free time, which is by the U.S. Constitution uh, and the laws of the city of New York, um, he supported a presidential debate. Uh, he lost his pension. He lost his life savings, which he's spent on lawyers. And now he is suing uh, the city of New York. Uh, the specific regulation 
under which he was terminated, says that a police officer, well, Sal, let yell it. Explain the regulation. Well, sure, Roger. So the regulation they're saying that I violated is it's a patrol guide procedure, and the patrol guide is the guide that basically governs the NYPD from every rank, from police commissioner on down, uniformed, and civilian members of the police department. In this provision, it states that you cannot wrongfully or knowingly associate with someone who is reasonably believed to have engaged in or likely to have engaged in criminal activity. So for the city and for the NYPD, they are stating that you are this person that I or any member of the police department should not be associating with it. And that's funny, Roger, because, you know, this rule has been in the books for a very long time, but it seems to have been arbitrarily applied in my case. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I've read the biography of Eric Adams, who was a New York City police captain, although many cops will tell you he wasn't much of a cop. <laughs> and uh, he admits uh, in his own book uh, to serving as a uh, paid uh, private security for a convicted criminal, not to be critical, uh, but also American, another convicted criminal. Uh, he was brought up on the same charges you were under the same regulation, uh, and he merely had his vacation days docked. Uh, then more recently, uh, Cardi B, who was most definitely a convicted criminal, a gang member, was actually invited to the New York City Police uh, Academy, essentially to entertain or to engage in girl talk. That would seem to me to be uh, another violation of the exact same regulation under which you were fired. Sal, what's going on here? What seems to be going on here, Roger, is an arbitrary style of applying this rule. So you just mentioned Cardi B, you mentioned Eric Adams, but we'll get to, you know, Eric Adams used to be, that was in the 90s and it's a little far-fetched from, you know, today's standards. So we'll just narrow down to Cardi B and what's going on today. The police commissioner has the final say, no matter what happens in the New York City Police Department, police commissioner has the ultimate say on discipline. If you're going to terminate someone, if you're going to take vacation days from someone, no matter what uh, the Civilian Complaint Review Board says that they want 25-day vacation hit for, for a police officer or any rank, the police commissioner has the final say. So you're stating, you just stated it obvious, Cardi B was at the police academy. Of course, this can't happen without the police commissioner's approval or someone who's right underneath the police commissioner associating with the known criminal. But in the last couple of, I'd say, months, something has come to my attention and it's something that's been, I guess, brewing for quite a while and it does uh, also reflect on Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, there seems to be a place and a gentleman in particular where the entire upper echelon of the police department seems to hang out at this place and seems to associate with this one individual. This individual, his name is Jimmy Rodriguez Jr. Real name, I believe, is Jamie Rodriguez, spelled J-A-M-I-E. Uh, I, I don't know how many other aliases he has, but this gentleman used to own a place called Jimmy's Bronx Cafe. It was in West Fordham Road in the Bronx in, in uh, New York. Uh, today he owns a place 
called Consofrito. In his history, way back when he was part of Jimmy Bronx Cafe, Jimmy's Cafe in the Bronx, uh, his place was known to have uh, shootings, people, somebody was killed in his place. There's an article about this. There was many uh, drug deals going on in the parking lot. Uh, he's known to have unsavory characters. If you go by his own wording of how he explains it, that frequent in his place, Major League Baseball banned their own players from going to Jimmy's Cafe in the Bronx. That's because of the unsavory characters. As in a case where 14 gang members were indicted and they referenced in the indictment of their association with Jimmy's Cafe and whatever was going on there with the drug deals and whatnot. So this character has had a history of always hanging around not only police officers or we'll say the higher, the upper echelon of the NYPD in general, but also political figures. This character, Jimmy, has been pictured with Bill Clinton. He knows Hillary Clinton. He knows uh, Ruben Diaz uh, Jr. He knows Ralph uh, uh, Salamanca, who's a uh, Bronx City Councilman. He knows the current Bronx District Attorney, Vanessa Gibson. He knows uh, other people go there. Uh, Kareen Reyes, another uh, Assemblywoman. Carl Hasty, a current, uh, the head of the, the Speaker of the Assembly in New York. Uh, Letitia James, they all frequent his new place named Consofrito. And at Consofrito, it just so happens that he himself does not have the liquor license there for the SLA, but it is actually the brother of the current police commissioner, Ed Caban, who has the SLA license under his name. And these are all these quite all these people that hang out there, Roger. It's not just the politicians, but the upper management of the NYPD. I've had so they have pictures of Jimmy Rodriguez at Concerto. Okay, he's hanging out with the former police commissioner, Dermot Shea. Former police commissioner who's in my lawsuit, Keyshawn Sewell. Current police commissioner, Ed Caban. Mayor of New York, Eric Adams. Uh, Ingrid Lewis, who is his right-hand woman and consultant for uh, Eric Adams, works in the administration. Deputy Mayor of Public Safety, Philip Banks, a former unindicted co-conspirator and former chief of department. Multiple chief of departments of the NYPD, Keith Corey and uh, Jeffrey Madry, who's the current chief of department. He's even pictured with the chief of patrol, John Shell, first deputy commissioner, Tanya Kinsella, who's the current first deputy commissioner. So my argument is pretty simple. And, and it's also referenced in a new lawsuit by an officer, Officer Romero, which was uh, given to EEOC by my attorney, Eric Sanders, also representing this officer. How... Can you give judgment and place judgment on others saying my relationship with you, Roger, means that my current my employment with NYPD would be detrimental to the police department, along with making a judgment on this other officer saying his employment would be detrimental. But yet you, Police Commissioner Caban, former Police Commissioner Sewell, former Police Commissioner Demache. Chief of Department Madry, Chief of Patrol John Shell, uh, other chiefs, other commissioners, Commissioner Mark Stewart from Community Affairs. Why is it that you are saying that we 
can't be employed because it's detrimental. But how are you giving out punishment when you yourself are breaking the very rule that you have in front of you? You are associating with a known criminal. He's known to the department. He has been, he has a record by his own admission in a New Yorker and has four arrests that I could count of. So he has a criminal record, yet everyone seems to be openly associated with him. You go on the Consafrito website, there's tons of pictures with him, all with New York City police officers, chiefs and commissioners. Roger, how exactly would this look to you, you as a civilian or another civilian saying, how are police officers in the upper echelon hanging out with a known criminal and then they're going to pass judgment on others. And by the way, what the hell is going on in Constantino where it seems that politicians, the upper echelon of police department, the state attorney general, and criminals like Fat Joe, I mean, he has a record, right? So does Peter Guns, another felon criminal. How are these people all hanging out in the same roof at the same time, not just on one occasion, Roger, multiple occasions? And they're also there for these quote unquote fundraisers at Concerfrito. So, uh, so Sal, uh, as I recall, the New York City police officer whose name was Ornstein, who conducted the city, uh, New York City Police Department investigation of you, fraudulently uh, obtained your cell phone and email records by claiming. Uh, that you were under investigation uh, in a narcotics investigation, uh, yet you were never dole tested. There was never any allegations of drug use. You don't even drink. Uh, I know that you are and have always been drug free. Uh, how are they allowed to just break the law with this impunity? You know, so Roger, that that's that seems to be the question here because you know, Mr. Ornstein who in my book, you know, has no business being in the NYPD anymore after all, all that's come out on him. In a prior case, right before my case, he had another case where it was these two brothers. They were called the Nieves brothers. You can look this up. And they were arrested because they said they were running a prostitution ring, which is funny because what he was saying in his trial, which he perjured himself at this trial on the stand, he is saying that he was... Uh, interpreting what they were saying, which he can't because he speaks English and this was in Spanish, what was actually being said was to the degree of one brother called someone or called the other brother on the phone, which remember he was wiretapping them also. And uh, they're saying, uh, oh, we, we want to hire a dancer, a professional dancer for the party of the birthday or whatever the case may be. Ornstein presents to the court that they were trying to hire prostitutes, which was a total fabrication because all the guy does is, is lie, apparently. And he misrepresented himself and misrepresented the facts of the case to a, to a jury and to a judge. They were ultimately found not guilty and the case had to be dismissed. And then he furthered this with my case where he once again gave a false document, presented it for a subpoena and stating that I'm involved in narcotics. And then later on at the trial, admits in front of this the same judge in my the judge in my case uh, the, the 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 deputy commissioner of the trial room he mentions that oh we never investigated we never thought Sal Greco was on narcotics nor do we assume or believe he was ever using narcotics so then why did Jeremy Ornstein put narcotics on the subpoena that is I believe a crime in New York State and there's a statute to it and I'm gonna be looking I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for this from the judge I mean 
this needs to be investigated where we believe Orenstein has a pattern of corruption, as in a prior case and my case. Uh, and it's 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 point blank. It's it's right in front of you that he used the, the power that he had to fabricate evidence not once but twice and try to use it in multiple cases and has misrepresented himself to the court. Uh, so, Sal, um, we're going to go to a commercial break here in a moment. But uh, before we get there, what is the current status of your lawsuit? Well, we had a conference yesterday and unbelievably the city. I mean, they were trying to say that the police commissioner wasn't wasn't left in the lawsuit. The judge had to correct them. They were making all kinds of other, uh, you know, allegations. The bottom line is that uh, we're proceeding forward. And as of next week. Uh, we will be uh, subjecting uh, people to uh, some subpoenas. We'll be right back. My towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35, Foles, $29, and twin size, just $25. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets. And because of this, I've been able to add more colors, sizes, and even prints. And they're still at closeout prices. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my king size, only $39 a set, queens $35, full 
$29 and twin size just $25. Order now. Once they're gone, they're gone for good. Welcome back. I'm Roger Stone, and this is The Stone Zone. Uh, I want to remind you how important your support at uh, MyPillow.com is to us here at The Stone Zone. Whether it is the MyPillow dog beds, whether it is the pet blankets, whether it is the all-season slippers, uh, whether it is the MyPillow sandals, uh, the revolutionary new MyPillow 2.0, uh, which has a patented technology, uh, the MyPillow throw blankets, the MyPillow uh, waffle blankets, uh, the uh, five-piece MyPillow towel set, now on special. You can support us here at frankspeech.com. You can also support us here at the Stones. Please uh, go to MyPillow. You can do it by calling 1-800-544-8939. That's 1-800-544-8939 or by going to mypillow.com. All right. uh, We're back in the stone uh, and uh, I'm rejoined by Officer Sal Greco, a 14-year veteran of the New York City uh, Police Department. so what is the status of your lawsuit? You were about to tell us that. Okay, yeah. So I had the conference um, yesterday. My lawyer was there. And like I said, the city was trying to play a, a little bit of a, being in the, in the uh, in, in misingenuous, you know, disingenu- disingenuous on this because they were saying that, oh, well, Keyshawn Sewell was the police commissioner and she's on a lawsuit. She's not on a lawsuit. Uh, but, you know, the judge had to correct them on that, the magistrate judge. And then they also stated that, well, there was three levels before you get to the police commission. She just signs off on your termination. Really, that would mean that there's a lot more questions than we originally thought when it comes to how the disciplinary system and the police commissioner goes about the disciplinary system. And then, I mean, uh, and then finally, uh, we mentioned Consafrito. Uh, we mentioned Jimmy Rodriguez. We mentioned that, you know, Richard Caban, Ed Caban's brother, he is the SLA owner of the place, and uh, next week we'll be uh, rev- uh, sending out subpoenas for Concertfritos records and uh, other things uh, in regards to the case uh, in revolving around Concertfrito. And uh, you know, we'll be asking for uh, uh, our own discovery as far as the police department and the people involved in the case. So this is going to move forward uh, relatively quickly, starting on Monday. And uh, I just actually, uh, Roger, just saw that uh, the New York Mets have named uh, Keyshawn Sewell, who's in my my lawsuit, the former NYPD police commissioner, senior vice president for security and guest experience. So I guess that's her new job. Wow. Well, I'm sure that uh, my guess is ordered to fire you by Eric Adams, and hopefully we will find that out uh, in discovery. Uh, Sal, your reaction to breaking news that the FBI uh, raided the home leading political consultants and fundraisers. Well, you know, Raj, I can only say, I really, the, the first thing that came to mind with this is that, uh, first of all, they waited until Eric was out going to Washington, D.C. and then performed the raid. I, I, that's That was interesting in itself. And uh, this woman, from what I was reading, is the right-hand woman of Ingrid Lewis. Ingrid Lewis is works for Eric and his administration. He's very close advisor. In fact, I was told that 
in order to get anything done in City Hall, you would almost have to make sure that Ingrid went along with it because that's how you get Eric's attention. Uh, Ingrid is also pictured at Consafrito with Jimmy Rodriguez and Police Commissioner Ed Caban. So this seems to be, there's a lot of overtures with this Consafrito. Uh, I'm also told that this woman that was indicted, uh, well, well, she was raided, not indicted, but she was raided today. She goes to Consafrito. You know, Letitia James is at Consafrito. The, the, the Bronx District Attorney's at Concertfrito. The whole thing seems to be centered around, and they have a ton of fundraisers. Roger, they just had three birthday fundraisers for Carl Hasty. And I'll give you a, tit, a, a tidbit there. Uh, our friend Curtis Sliwa, who's done an excellent job at keep uh, keep the pressure on in regards of Concertfrito and all this you know, what the, I don't know, one can really put a finger on what's going on there, but he's been calling it out almost every day on the radio on WABC, where you also have a show. And uh, he went over there, I believe, on the last fundraiser, and uh, they weren't too friendly with him, if you know what I mean. So I don't know what is going on there, but this is, you know, we, we've already know that there was advisors that were under indictment. We had six other people before that beforehand. Now you have this. It looks like chaos just consumes Eric Adams and his entire administration. No matter where you look, he had an incident with uh, his other advisor. He's being investigated by the Department of Investigation, Timothy Pearson, a former NYPD inspector who retired, not in good standing. Remember, he applied for a gun permit and he was denied. So he doesn't have a firearm. So that would tell you he didn't retire in good standing. I mean, that is the assumption here. So a lot of chaos is going on around Eric. Eric came back real quick and has been silent ever since. Um, this is rather interesting. And uh, I just happen to say, look, all these people are hanging out in one place under the same roof constantly, not just once, but constantly. So would this lead, is this going to lead to something in regards to fundraising and concert free though? I don't know. But, you know, from, uh, as a spectator on the sidelines, it, it, this is awfully um, suspicious, to say the least. Well, I think uh, Eric Adams is uh, the best dressed mayor since Jimmy Walker. Uh, he is the most corrupt mayor since William O'Dwyer. And he's the most incompetent mayor since Bill de Blasio. That, that's uh, pretty tough. Yeah. All right. I want to thank our friend uh, Sal Greco. 14-year uh, decorated veteran of the New York City police officer. To learn more, you can go to thisnycop.com. Once again, that's thisnycop.com uh, to learn more about Sal Greco. Uh, he lost his license. He's lost his pension. Uh, the city was surveilling him while he was under investigation. Uh, he was unable to visit his dying father, thanks uh, to the New York City Police Department, this been through hell, uh, and he merits your support. Sal is going to join me on WABC Radio uh, this weekend uh, to tell about his story in detail. Sal Greco, thank you for joining us on The Stone Zone. Uh, thank you, Roger. Thank you all out there. Actually, if you do, you go to salgreco.com. It's, it's been converted from healthisnycop.com to salgreco.com. Uh, shout out to Curtis Lewa. I hope that Curtis actually can run against what Eric Adams if he ends up staying as the mayor. But thank you, Curtis. Thank you, everybody out there.
thanks especially to you, Roger. You've been on my side through this whole thing. And I really think it's hypocritical for any police commissioner to make a decision of, oh, you can't be with Roger Stone, but hey, we'll, we'll be hanging out with criminals and felons in a place that's known to be a corruption-prone location, allegedly, and nobody's going to do anything about it because they're the ones that make the decision. Tell me how this is okay. Somebody. All right, salgreco.com will also take you to the story of Salvatore Greco, salgreco.com. Sal, thank you for joining us uh, in the Stone Zone. Uh, this afternoon, uh, I learned that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida actually did an interview on MSNBC in which he said that if President Donald Trump is convicted of any crime, the party should not nominate him. So in other words, Governor Ron DeSantis's plan has now been fully exposed. This has been his strategy from the very beginning. That is why he is not fit to be the nominee. Also in breaking news, uh, U.S. President Joe Biden has called on Israel to pause uh, in their uh, attack uh, on Hamas uh, in Gaza, uh, ostensibly uh, to give more time to get the hostages out. Uh, but this is uh, another manifestation of the United States being on both sides. Uh, we have uh, given billions of dollars to Iran. They have used it to finance these Hamas attacks on the United States. Uh, we need Israel. Uh, in the meantime, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Stone Zone. One more time to go by our uh, our sponsor, mypillow.com, and we'll use promo code STONE. That's promo STONE. Uh, we need your support. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Roger Stone. This is the Stone Zone. God bless you and Godspeed.